Hello, this is Leslie, and I am the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This podcast is to celebrate people who have been courageous and said, why not today? I started this podcast in honor of my father, Patrick Kane, who often said, why not today? I am based in Reston, Virginia, a planned community right outside Washington, D.C., and thanks for joining us today. And I'm super excited that I, for my guest today because although she's got a very courageous story, she's also a super close, good friend, part of my tribe, and I'm excited to have Danielle Scherf. Did I pronounce that right? You sure did. Oh, yeah. Um, as my guest today, and I always talk about connections and how you meet people, and it's kind of funny, and I may have mentioned this before, but when I meet somebody that I know is going to be in my life forever, I exactly remember the time I met him, and that goes back to mutual friend who was a coach. I was talking to her about coaching me and she's like, you know what? I have another idea. I've got two friends that are in business by themselves and I would love to do all of us get together. So I remember exactly where I was sitting when Karen and I had that conversation. And then I met you and just totally fell in love with you. And um, as I said, you've been, I think one of the reasons I survived COVID um, we were got together a lot and kind of in each other's little pod and I'm super excited to have you as my guest today, and you're going to share courageous things about running for town council. Is that the is that the title, town That's council? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yay! So welcome, Danielle, and tell us. Oh, and then the other kind of fun connection, and it always goes somehow it goes back to this. Is I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I was born in Buffalo, and that's where Danielle's from. So kind of a small world connection. So Danielle, introduce yourself. Tell us a little about you and a fun story. A fun fact we don't know, nobody knows about you. Mm, I'm going to think about my fun fact. Well, hello. It is so good to be here with you. I'm Danielle Scherf. I am running for town council, and I'm really excited about that. But I have to say, the thing I'm most excited about this morning is being here with you because I feel like life has gotten so busy. Um, but I will say about our connection, there is rarely a time I leave your company where I don't feel just invigorated and ready to take on the world. And talk about why not today. Those are the people you need in your life to make Absolutely. that happen. Yep. So, so we said town council. So you're running for town council of Herndon, Virginia, who I've had on the podcast before, Lisa Merkel, who started running for town council and then became mayor. Or she was in town council and then she was the mayor of Herndon. And Herndon, for those of you listening that aren't local to us, is a little town close to where I live um, and a historic town, historical town. And so yeah, Daniel, you're running. So tell us a little about you before we get it, jump into that and a fun fact. Okay, so um, I am originally from Buffalo, New York. I think that that informs a whole lot of how I approach the world and why I'm even running for town council. Um, I moved to Reston, Virginia in 2008 and a couple of years later then moved to Herndon. And I picked Herndon because it speaks to my soul. It has sidewalks and streetlights and neighbors and, you know the people who you run into in town, and I absolutely love that about this place. Um, if you've ever been in a room with me, the things that I absolutely can't keep quiet about are community um, and caring adult engagement, which we can talk about um, another time, but I really feel strongly about contributing to the community that you live in, and so that's a huge part of who I am. Um, fun facts about me. My default fun fact is always about my dog, Charlie. Um, he is my sidekick and I adore him. He's a Dachshund Beagle mix that I rescued seven years ago. And in 2015, Charlie, this tiny puppy and I went to Manhattan and he was in the Discovery Channel Puppy Bowl. 
and it was the cutest experience of my life. And while it's his accomplishment and not mine, <clears throat> it's definitely a fun fact. Yeah, I love that about Charlie. <laughs> so cute. Um, definitely a part of you. So tell me, Danielle, what does courage mean to you? What does courage mean to me? You know, I struggle with that word. I mean, there's big terms like that, like courage and resilience that I really struggle with because it always reverberates to me to you had to overcome something. Um, so I think prevailing is what I think of when I think of courage. Okay. Um, and I'm really motivated by, by prevailing in situations that are especially difficult. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a part of me where that I just feel like, oh, if we all didn't have to be so courageous and so resilient all the time, what could we accomplish? Right. And, you know, I ask everybody that question. And ultimately, my goal is to have a little courage card and Carl's mm. courage votes for everybody. But everybody's answer is different. But a lot of people, you know, it's overcoming. It's, um, but a lot of people say it's taking that one step, doing those mm -hmm. little and they add up. So um, I know we talked about you running for town council. So let's talk about the courage it took to that to do that. And you just I know you said when we came on originally, this is the hardest thing you've ever done. So let's talk about running for town council and what that looks like and why you're doing it and all those things. There is a great story behind that. I, I, like I said, when I moved here, I felt really strongly that when I decided to live here, I decided to really be a part of this community. And I have been, you know, I, I'm engaged in a lot of different community organizations. I help people really address problems in their communities. And I am always cheering this town on. Um, like you said, Herndon is a small town about 35 minutes outside of DC. It's about four square miles. Um, and unlike a lot of the places around us, it feels like a naturally occurring neighborhood. All of the houses don't look the same. Um, the streets are different. There's different, I would say, pockets in town that, that have a very different description from one another. Um, and I love every inch of it. Now, I will say, I am a political beast. Um, you know, not a partisan person, but I really love the chess game of politics and I follow it pretty closely. But I believe that real change comes at the local level. The change that people could feel and the change that people could be a part of happens right where you live. And right. I'm lucky that Herndon has one of the few local municipal governments in the state of Virginia. So the town council in Herndon is six council seats and the mayor, and they work closely with the chief of police and a town manager um, to make this town run. And I really thought that it was time for me to take what I do um, in sort of a more, I don't wanna say casual, but less formal way and formalize it, you know, take a, a, a position of leadership in this new way. And so I decided to run for council. I knew this would be hard work. I had no idea how much work this would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I admire you for doing this. Nothing I would ever tap. So what is hard about it and what's taken courage to do how to prevail? So the courage, I mean, there's a couple, I feel like the courage inflection points are um, making the decision to do it. So is it one thing you just woke up one morning and say, I'm going to do this? Or has it been something you thought about for a long time or? No, I knew that I would run for something at some point. I always okay. did. And I come from this family that has. I'll tell you a really interesting story about my mom recently. I come from a family that has always been, if not engaged in the political process, really, really excited about voting. 
And I think back on a lot of times growing up when, you know, my grandfather was a committeeman and people would show up on their porch unannounced and just ask for help or just talk to him about something going on in the neighborhood. And I'm sure you had that happen too, because your dad was sort of an official community ombudsman too. But, um, you know, I was always a part of it. I was definitely in a family that we, they didn't separate the kids from the adults very much. And so I got to see all of that happening. And my uncles um, worked for public works and then eventually started helping uh, folks get elected in the community. So oh, I got wow. to see the mechanics of how that works. Um, and the story in my family is my great grandparents came here from Sicily and they were so excited to vote that that was the reason why they learned English. And there's a picture somewhere that I can't put my hands on, but um, the two of them, my great grandparents in, you know, dressed up to walk to the end of their street to vote. And Aww. they were so happy to do it. And so I was just confirming all these facts that I knew as sort of like community or family lore with my mom. And I said, you know, mom, why didn't any of them ever run? And it seemed like a really innocent question. And she was quiet for a second. And then she said, they just didn't feel like it was their place. Hmm. And that really took me a second, you know, that took me back because these people whose intentions were good, that were smart, that were engaged, that were living in the community that they wanted to serve, they didn't feel like it was their place, Leslie. Wow. And I think that's the point where I said, I have to have the courage to do this because I'm the next step in this chain. All the things that they did got me to this place so that I could be the one who does the next thing. And the next thing was running. So I have to do this. I have to. That's awesome. And I know uh, that definitely took courage to put your uh, hat in the ring. And oh, yes. Uh, tell me, what does it look like? What are you doing? How can people help you? Oh my gosh, what a great question. Um, it is a lot of getting out in the community and talking to folks. Um, I have lots of events that I'm going to tonight. For example, there's a Meet the Candidates Night so, um, sponsored by the Dulles Chamber of Commerce. And that's terrific because everyone who's running will be in the same room. And if someone has a question or if they just want to, you know, walk through and meet everyone and see the materials, they can do that. So it's, you know, it's a very easy thing to be a part of. But if you want to have some hard-hitting conversations, it's absolutely an option. Um, I have been doing everything from, uh, I have a trunk or treat coming up with the candidates. Um, we have Herndon Parade this weekend, so we'll have a float in the parade. It has been nonstop events for several months and we're starting to canvas. So we're going door to door, knocking on doors, talking to folks, making sure to leave information so that they're as informed as they can be to make the decision that they need to make on November 3rd. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you are doing all the things and it's getting, and I think Lisa Merkel said too, what she loved is she just got out and talked to people. Yes, and that's the best to part. People. And that's what she said she loved so much about being on the council and the mayor is just getting to know people and talking to people. And it always, like where I live at Lake Ann, when I walk around in the morning and walk around the lake and see people and the stores are starting to open up and things are kind of buzzing down there. It, it always reminds me of Sesame Street. You know, who do you know in your neighborhood? Absolutely. And that's my ringtone. So <laughs> what? Who are the people in your neighborhood is my ringtone. It's my favorite song. Really? <laughs> I did not know that. But yeah, it's just getting out and meeting the people and, um, sharing your views. Um, so what do you want to see? How do you want Herndon to be different? Or what do you want to, what yeah. difference do you want to make? Or why, where do you see you can make a difference? So I have to first say that you mentioned Lisa Merkel and she um, was the mayor before the current mayor. 
And she worked tirelessly to take Herndon from kind of a dark place in its history to this inflection point where we are now. And there is so much growth just on the verge of happening in Herndon. And it's so exciting, especially for me coming from Buffalo where things had a tendency to stall out. I am feeling so um, encouraged, but so much responsibility for Herndon right this minute because we have this opportunity to sort of craft what the future looks like, but we have this responsibility to craft what the future looks like. Um, Herndon's getting a new Metro stop too, in fact, and that's a big deal. And yeah. we're sort of in this nebulous middle of redeveloping our tiny historic downtown. Um, and there's a big piece of property in the center that um, we have an agreement with a local developer, Comstock, to uh, redevelop for us. And there's a plan and it's signed and it's all ready to go. But the pandemic and supply chain issues have um, forced the developer to take a pause on the project. So one of the things that's very important to me is to make sure that that project gets top priority and that we both love and pressure our partners to do the best thing for this town. Um, I feel like I say this a lot, but when a project like that in the middle of town that's very visible, that people have put so much time and energy and effort and feeling into stalls, it could really erode what a community feels about itself. And that could have reverberations for a long time. And I don't want that for Herndon. So that's a top priority for me. And, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic and facing growth. So we had this sort of scale back and now we need to scale up. And that's a lot for any town. So yeah. again, it's gonna take some really good leadership to stay mindful to all of the things that make this a great place right now and all the people who have contributed their heart and soul and their, and their family life to making Herndon what it is that was so appealing to me and so appealing to other people when they see it and wanna live here. And then being a steward of what's to come um, and making the best decisions so that the next generation feels great about living here too. Right. Yeah, and, and Herndon is definitely a unique place. How many people live in Herndon? You know the population? It's under 30,000. Really? Yeah. And so, and I always talk about the connection to my dad at the end, but there's way too many connections with this. So I, I grew up, as I was talking about in Reston, and the next town over, for people that don't know, is Herndon. And um, growing up, that was like our backyard. And I actually didn't even go to high school in Reston because school was built the year I started high school in the Western Room for us on the side of Reston I lived on. So I went to Herndon High School and was totally part of Herndon and, you know, done tons in Herndon. And then go back to my dad, and I think it was like a couple years ago, but obviously not. <laughs> but he worked for the town of Herndon. They hired him as a developer and working in a community. He was a community planner. And what he really did is went into town and revitalized them. And so he did several towns in New York, um, Batavia, which is right outside of Buffalo. And that's actually where he worked as his first job as community planner was in Buffalo. Um, but then he worked for Herndon. Um, and I don't know how long it's been. We need to ask Mr. Downer. He'll, he would know how it's been because it has been a long time. And um, But a lot of the ideas that he worked on that they just couldn't get pushed to happen. They had lots of resistance and it just didn't come to fruition. Finally, I think Lisa Merkel came into office, things started happening that they had talked about, like the sign coming into Herndon said, Welcome to Herndon. 
that was one of the ideas they came up with when he was working in town hermit. And I mean, it's 30 years ago, if not longer than I mean, that. Your, dad, your dad's a visionary. There are just, I feel imprints in the sand before me, wherever I am of your dad. And it's so interesting because I met you and I didn't know anything about Pat Kane, but through the process of just coming into the selection season and, and leading up to it, there are so many connections. Um, I feel like he's right before me in all of these things. I know I'm going in the right direction because I see where Pat King was before me. Oh, and it's, it's interesting. It's interesting when talking to Lisa Merkel, she's like, I never met your dad and I didn't know who your dad was. I was her name and Lisa was very kind and sat down with my mom. My mom brought her all this history stuff that my dad had for the office, in his office about Herndon and brought it to Lisa and Lisa sat and talked to my mom for a long time after my dad passed away. And Lisa's like, I never knew your dad, but after he passed away, I was talking to Mr. Downer, and he said um, something about, it was right after my dad had passed away, he said something about him, and Lisa's like, I wish I would have met him sometime, and then somehow the way he looked, because he had the eye patch and handlebar mustache came up, that Mr. Downer said something about it, and Lisa's like, I know him, I saw him at the Y all the time, I had no idea who that character was. That's so funny. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, you bring up a really good point. I've lived here since 2015 in Herndon. Mm -hmm. And it's been that long. It has. I know. Wow. Um, but it's it's needed to be that long. And I'll yeah. tell you why in a second. But I had the opportunity to meet your dad's contemporaries, you know, Les Lidell and mm -hmm. Richard Downer. They were always so quick to mentor and always so quick to say, let me tell you the history of this thing. And, you know, we lost less during the pandemic and Richard and Linda have recently moved to North Carolina. And so it was like just that tiny little overlap, right? Where I got to meet them and, you know, talking to your mom about your dad's priorities. She was so good to me when I asked her, you know, talk about courage. I asked your mom very frankly, what was this like for your family? to have your husband so engaged in the community. How did that feel for your life? Because that's a huge part of, of this journey. You know, every time I take a big step, I think, what does this do to this amazing life that I have already? Because life is pretty good here. You know, this area is wonderful. Our tribe of friends is wonderful. There's so much opportunity. I have never been in a community and I love Buffalo with all my heart, but. I have, I've never been in a community so accepting of new ideas. And I joke with, with people all the time, you can say you want to try or do anything here. And the person you're talking to will say, oh my gosh, have you talked to this other person? Or, oh, I know something like that. Everyone wants to make a connection and lift you up and help you towards your purpose. Um, and what an amazing thing. And that's been the same thing in Herndon. You know, there's, there's always some people that are gonna be bristly and difficult, but for the most part, people wanna help you along because they see that you're taking on something that's important to everyone. Right, and I think your point about people wanting to help and connect you, is definitely not everybody, but I think you, like me, are connectors and we mm. are there to help other people. And I think we are attract those kind of people in our life. That, you're right. You know, that a lot of people do not do that and aren't like that. But um, it's funny, there's a difference coming into her and, um, a, and I'm going to interview him on the podcast. The gym was going into Herndon, and he walked into Pino's Palette where my friend Robin owns the other day. 
three of us were talking, women, and he walked in and we're all like, have you met this person? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Let's do this. And, and he probably walked out the door with his head spinning. He's like, who the heck did I just meet? A better for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, wow, <laughs> you have no idea. But yeah, I think we attract people like that. that and I want to share that, right? Like, that's amazing, Leslie, that I, you are a connector. I am a connector. It's just how we operate. But when I meet folks that don't have that or aren't that, I just want to coach them because I feel like if they knew about it, they totally would do it. It's too important not to. Um, Herndon, this is one thing that I think is really important that I don't think it's talked about enough. Herndon is a minority majority town. And that minority is primarily Hispanic, but not only Hispanic. And our Hispanic community is primarily Mayan. So they're Guatemalan and from Belize and they're from, from that part of, of the world. And I think that part of my task moving forward is making sure that that connection and that invitation and that um, you know everybody's welcome at the table reaches more deeply into that community um, because there is sort of an unintentional, but no less unexcusable um, break. You know, it seems pretty separate. And so Divine. I don't think that it's not out of um, malice or, or anything negative. It's just, we need to do a better job of reaching out to each other. And so that's part of the goal for me. Yeah, and connecting. Connecting, yeah. Yeah, because the vision of Herndon has always been, you know, historical, old school from what yeah. it, growing up. You know, Reston was the new place. Herndon was the old place. Um, um, and almost like kind of more country than Reston. Yeah. I, went to high and I, was like, I don't know if I want you to go to Herndon High School, which was so that's, funny. That's so funny because you grew up here. And so you have this like big institutional knowledge of this place. And I think a lot of people who live in Herndon still think of it as like a dairy town. Yeah. And as someone who didn't grow up here, truly 35 minutes outside of the capital of the free world. I cannot think of this place as anything other than just barely suburban. And I think there's so much about Herndon that is, it toggles small town and urban. Yeah. I love that. I love that. But it's, it's funny, you're not the only one who said, yeah, small, sleepy country town. I was, what? But, and that's what I love about Herndon. I think Herndon is, I love the historical part and the old houses and the, history um, and so many things because Reston is only 59 years old. So in yeah. Hunter is a lot older. So what else? Um, so we talked So anything in life, other things that you've done courageous or something you wish you would have done or no, and I, we talked earlier, I'm going to interview for other things that you've done. Yeah. So I feel like there are, there are a handful of things that have been my courageous things. Um, you know, I started my own business 10 years ago, and that was a big deal. I moved here from upstate New York, um, really for a temporary job. It was a six-month position. Um, I never looked back. Um, I do brave things, and I think brave things for me shake me out of my rut. And it's always good for me to take on a new challenge. I will tell you at this point in my life, and this is the hardest thing, this is part of this just being, like I'm at a growth moment, so I will keep saying this is the hardest thing, but I am growing. Um, the challenge right now, the brave thing is staying. You know, doubling down and saying, no, this is home for me. This is where I put down roots. 
Right. And, and the, the, the bravery is when it's hard, when it's good, when it needs more work, when I'm exhausted, when I'm inspired, all of it, I'm staying. That's and awesome. that's my bravery right now. Yeah. And it probably takes bravery every morning to get out of bed and keep going with this. And oh, I, I know sister, yes. doing something you're like, as soon as the election's over, I have to do this. But until then, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's taken up every every possible minute. I get up extra early because I still have a business to run and I I plan my day really carefully and I collapse in bed at three in the morning with a list for the next day. But that's the name of the game. And that, um, you know, they, everyone says more women should run and more young people should run. And I feel like there's a bigger project coming behind this for me because there's always a bigger project coming behind this. Um, you know, to ask that of a single person, to ask that of a woman who has a family, I think that's a bigger ask than for, for someone who doesn't fit those descriptions because we're already pushed. You know, our time is already precious. And so, um, you know, how many women and young people can really do this? Um, yeah. you know, if you work with somebody else, you didn't have your own business, no way. But then again, if you work with somebody else, you're getting that constant paycheck, which now you still have to work to keep, you're not just getting paid. So up. Yeah, so a whole different scenario. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give somebody to be creative or to say, why not today? And do that thing that's sort of. So um, I think you're partially doing it. I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but when you first showed me for Christmas, you gave me a why not today mug. And when I pulled it out of the bag, I started to cry because I was so moved by that idea. And I was so moved that you were going to encourage people to take their why not today step. And I'm, I'm tearing up right now. Um, and I think why not today is just a far more beautiful, far more encouraging way to say, well, what's the worst that could happen? And I think that's where I usually start. Well, what's the worst that can happen? And mm -hmm. my, my advice would be take the first step over your fear and give it a try. The worst thing that could happen is that you end up where you started and the best thing that could happen will defy your wildest dreams. Right. And, you know, there's something somebody that was going to write a book and decided not to. And sometimes the why not today is, okay, I tried that on. It's not for me, but I tried and decided. Yeah. I, I was actually talking. That, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I interviewed somebody that went to school for engineering. It wouldn't go that fast. And I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday whose son is in school for engineering and doing an um, internship and not sure that's where he wants to go. And, you know, that's okay. To I think it's better than okay. I think that, you know, maybe it's not the engineering degree or the book or the election that you're supposed to be doing, but maybe that's the step you needed to take to get to the thing you are supposed to be doing. Exactly. I mean, if I would have not taken my courageous step to move here, I wouldn't have started my business. If I wouldn't have taken the courageous step to start my business, um, I wouldn't have met you. And if I wouldn't have met you, we wouldn't, you know, it goes on and on and on. And it all led me to this moment right here. And I know this is the right moment for me. I know where I'm supposed to be and that I'm living my purpose. That's awesome. I love that. And it's interesting. You're talking about those moments. And I talked to a friend of mine, it's like the connections and where you met that person. And so it's, I always share, you know, tie it back to my dad. 
because this podcast is honoring him. And so if I look back, like I met you because of Karen. And I met Karen and got to know Karen because of my dad. Um, that Karen was my dad in the chamber years ago. And I didn't really know Karen very well until my dad passed away. And um, so it goes way back. So connections to my dad, we can go on and on Buffalo. We can go to the town of Herndon. Meeting you because of my dad, because of Karen. Learning about your community involved. And you totally touched my heart when um, you did cry when I gave you the wine today cup. Like, and that you'd said that you were thinking about running and that was the um, kind of the Bob Wink from, from my dad. And, yeah. you know, there's this gentleness about the canes. And I think if you meet the canes in the wild, you wouldn't know that there's this gentleness because you are just, you know, you're like a bunch of puppies. You love each other. You're loud. It's wonderful. But the encouragement that I've gotten from your dad and from you and from your mom and from your sisters has been this gentle, warm nudge of, well, obviously you're going to do this. And that's been, that's been sort of the kindness that I've needed through this. So I owe you a thank you. Um, and I also want to say, like, this is really important because you're talking about courage and starting something big and new. Um, just because you have the courage to do something doesn't mean it won't be really hard. And I, I don't think we say that enough. It'll be a struggle. Um, you might want to give up sometimes. You might have good and bad days. There's these slumps and these peaks, but, and it's, it'll be hard, but it's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. A friend of mine has a tagline says, we can do hard things. Absolutely. And you're not always going to like what to do, but doing the hard things, you come out afterwards, like, oh, stronger and crazy. Refined, yes, absolutely. So, well, we could talk never, never, but um, thank you for being on. And so I'm going to share um, with this podcast when I post it where everybody can find you. So I'll have you share that information with me. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Um, I think Google now. Eventually be on YouTube. Work on the, the um, oh, website. Um, we have Why Not Today t-shirts, Why Not Today cups, vinyl. So we're trying to spread the word just to say Why Not Today. So, Danielle, thank you for saying why not today and carrying on my dad's legacy with the town of Herndon and making a difference. And I so admire you for doing this. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So just everybody remember to say why not today. Bye.